Chapter 21, Bringing on Investors. Case study. My client was grateful to not end up in jail. (laughs) The situation started out innocently and seemingly benign. He wanted to raise money to expand his real estate business. This was, of course, back in 2005 and 2006 when he and others were, quote-unquote, killing it. He was honest and hardworking. He found some friends and associates who were busy with their day jobs and wanted to invest money with him to cash in on some of his success. I'm not sure if my client thought of them as partners, lenders, or investors. Frankly, I don't think he knew the difference. I just know he promised a rate of return, a share of the bottom line, and in his mind expected them to just sit back and watch. He probably would have defined them as silent investors. Well, as we all know what happened in 2007 and 8, real estate prices plummeted, deals essentially came to a standstill, and my client was left trying to explain the situation to his investors. They had invested in a quote-unquote security, as defined by the Securities and Exchange Commission, or SEC. They relied on my client's promises and lost their money. For all intents and purposes, my client was just as guilty as Bernie Madoff and could have shared a jail cell with him. Nonetheless, my client begged for mercy and patience. He promised to work hard and rebound with real estate deals in the future, and he was lucky to receive their mercy because they could have easily brought in local and federal prosecutors. Many investors did just that, and many people like my client did go to jail. Ultimately, my client survived financially and stayed out of criminal court, but it certainly cost him years of his life in stress, worry, and an ulcer trying to find solutions and work through the process. Hindsight's twenty twenty. What would he have done differently if he knew the market was going to crash? But better yet, what could he have done differently with his legal documentation that would have sidestepped any issues even if the market crashed? With what he knows now, a little legal planning would have resolved the issues quickly and efficiently with no personal exposure. You can learn those same rules. End of case study. There comes a time in the lifespan of just about every business when the potential for substantial growth comes to fruition and additional capital is necessary to make the growth happen. It's at these moments that you'll probably start looking for people to invest in your business. When raising capital, the options boil down to three types, investors, lenders, and partners. For example, some potential investors will want to become partners in the venture and have some control or voting rights and making decisions. They, may all, they also want to get greater risks in hopes. They may also want to take greater risks in hopes of a greater reward. Other partners may want a fixed rate of return on their investment and less risk. This would be considered an investor, where they don't have any real vote or control over the investment. Others may want less risk or even some sort of security for their investment and thus act as a lender, taking a lien against property or stock in the company. A party to your business will rarely fit into more than one of these categories. This is a critical point. Only with careful planning could a party be both a partner and a lender or an investor and a lender. Each title comes with a different set of documents, benefits, duties, and responsibilities. Investors versus silent partners. This important issue for categorizing investors all comes down to expectations, and your expectations are just as important as theirs. Silent partners generally want to set it and forget it when it comes to their investments. They want to invest money in an enterprise, not worry about or spend time and effort helping the business make decisions, and still see a significant return on their investment, right? 